is up, everybody? Welcome to Respawn Aim Fire, a special side quest barf episode. Backlog accomplishments with Respawn and friends, where we are talking about today Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island. This is a game that you should have been playing along with us, and if you didn't, you're an asshole. You're a big, fat <laughs> asshole. I'm going to go home and bite my pillow. That's what I'm going to do. All your ass... Okay, we're off of that character now. Um, yeah, you should have played <laughs> along with us. Every single month, we pick a game. Well, you pick a game from our backlog that we wish we would have played, we want to play again, or that's a classic. Uh, and we all play it together. And you write in and tell us your thoughts. Speaking of, Holden, while I'm talking, can you bring up Alex Cozina's email? Already did it. Fucking love Boom. you, man. Okay. Boom. Uh, so... This month, the month of April, we chose Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island. Oh my god, it's May today, Holden. That just it's hit May. me. It's May. It's May 1st right now. Holy <laughs> shit. This is the sequel to the much-loved Super Mario World on Super Nintendo. I'm going to read a couple of things about this game. I've got a, a couple of things interesting development stuff that I pulled from Wikipedia, and then we'll talk about our thoughts, and then we'll read also our fans' thoughts as well. Uh, we'll just kind of chat a little bit today. So, Yoshi's Island Super Mario World 2 came out in Japan in August of 1995, worldwide later that year in October. Uh, it spawned a whole host of spin-offs and sequels that are all Yoshi-themed across a variety of different platforms. Interesting fun fact, this game was the last 2D Super Mario game on a home console for 14 years until Super Mario, New Super Mario Bros. Wii came out. So Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island was the last 2D Mario till New Super Mario Bros. Wii. Crazy! What about New Super Mario Bros. on DS? I said home console. Oh, home console. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, listen to me. Friends, listen. And they anticipate each other's <laughs> needs. And you did. And I'm proud of you. And I love you. Next, uh, a couple of fun facts about development. After the release of Super Mario World, the character of Yoshi gained popularity and starred in a puzzle game spinoff, such as uh, many puzzle game spinoffs like Yoshi and Yoshi's Cookie. At this time, Super Mario World Yoshi's character designer Cookie. Shigefuma Hino. Oh, Yoshi's Cookie was the bomb on Game Boy. Uh, he right, was approached by Super it. Mario creator Shigeru Miyamoto and asked to develop an original project. Hino felt that they had already explored every possible avenue with 2D Mario platformers, which is probably why we didn't see one for 14 years. The 3D Super Mario 64 was in its preliminary stages at this point. And after brainstorming, he landed on the idea of using Yoshi as the main character of a platforming game, with the goal being more accessible than previous games in the Mario series. Last paragraph here. Donkey Kong Country released partway into development and resulted in computer-generated art style becoming the norm for late-generation Super Nintendo games, but it was too late for the graphic designers to use it in Yoshi's Island, so instead, they pushed the, the hand-drawn art style even further as a way to kind of fight back against it. Uh, as a compromise, they, the game actually introduced ending cutscenes that were pre-rendered uh, to contrast with the rest of the game. According to Miyamoto, Yoshi's Island was in development for four years, which let them add a lot of magic tricks, the game used the extra microchip support uh, for rotation and scaling and other sprite-changing sprite special effects. It was designed to use the Super FX chip, but when they stopped supporting it, they were the first to use the Argonaut Games Super FX2 microchip. The chip powered scenes including the drawbridge falling into the foreground, rotation effects like rolling and enlarged enemies rather than reanimated ones, and that awful, awful psychedelic effect when Yoshi touches those floating fungus creatures. 
Oh, we'll talk about that. I loved that. The current game, the game currently sits at, and probably will for the rest of time, a 91 on Metacritic. It was universally praised by outlets across the globe. Many outlets called it possibly the best platform game of all time, with it only really ever being docked by many outlets for Mario's baby cry and how annoying it was. Holden, I'm going to start by asking you the question, do you think this game is deserving of the title of sequel to Super Mario World? Yes, but it's also the biggest deviation of any Mario game to to date, I would even say, in terms of like a mainline Mario game. Have you played this so game yes. before? No, I haven't. You have, this is your first time. You've played Super Mario yeah. World, though, right? That was our very first episode, was you played Super Mario World, that's right. Yeah, yeah, we didn't beat it, but we, we played a bunch of it, and I got pretty far in it. Wait, have you never beat that game? You never went back and finished it? I don't think I did. Oh, shit! Okay. <laughs> I got pretty far into it, though. I got to at least the fourth world. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, hold on. This was what I thought was going to be my fourth or fifth time playing this game. Turns out it's my first. <laughs> I have <laughs> never played this game before. <laughs> um, this game. What did, you, what did you play instead? Like, what was the game you no, actually played? No, no, no. So, so we did have this cart growing up. And I remember plugging it in, and I guess I've just played the first few levels 90 times. But I don't remember anything after World 1. So much of this game was brand new to me. And I was like, what the fuck is this? I have never seen this shit before in my life. <laughs> um, so, yeah, much of it was brand new for me as well. And I guess it was it was uh, 95 is when it came out. I was five years old at the time, but we played it for years and years after that. But, yeah, I didn't realize that we had never actually as a family or myself as a, a regular individual person gotten further than maybe world one. <laughs> um, so funny. I don't feel like this game is quite up to the title of super Mario world. And I feel like that's a good choice for them to deviate for future games. Like they, like they call it Yoshi's Island two from now on, or uh, new Yoshi's or Yoshi's new Island or however the fuck they choose to, to call these Yoshi games. Um, because I don't think you're right. It's unique and it deviates so much from the other Super Mario games that I don't think it's quite the same. Not necessarily bad, but I think it's a, a big enough departure to warrant its own series. Holden, overall, did That's you fair. like the game? Oh, absolutely. I loved just about every deviation that they made, including the psychedelic like acid trip that he that Yoshi goes on. That's so awesome. That was amazing. Yeah, Yoshi going fucking, like, literally dropping acid in the middle of the game. It was yeah. obnoxious because it's almost impossible to avoid. And then, it, especially yeah. when that effect comes back in the last world and you're on, like, mm -hmm. little teeny tiny platforms trying to jump and avoid it. It's like, oh, my God, I hate it. Because there's, there's, like, a, at least for me, there's, like, a slight pause almost when you, like, have to reacclimate after sobering up. And then you miss that platform. Now, did you use the rewind function? All the time. All the time, okay. All yeah, me the too. time, yeah. I was playing this on the Super Nintendo Online Service, Super Nintendo Nintendo Online Service thing. That's what they call it officially. Yeah. So I did as well. And there was what was the? I guess it must have been Donkey Kong Country Two. Did we play that on the SNES system? I played that on the classic. On Switch. It that was before that system was out because I played that in Chicago played... with Tom. But the, the SNES Classic also has the rewind feature too, though, doesn't it? Oh, you're right. You're right. It does. Okay, because I didn't use it on Donkey Kong Country 2. And like, no, I'm going to play this game as it's supposed to be. 
But I got so tired of Yoshi, of uh, Mario crying that as soon as he cried, I just would <laughs> rewind <laughs> instantly. Um, I wanted to establish that at the beginning just to make sure we both had had used that before. Yeah, hundred okay. percent. I use it all the time in my game. Baby Mario never cried once. He never got hit. Nothing ever happened to him. <laughs> you just use a time anyway. turner every time. So you enjoyed it. You had a good time. Absolutely, yeah. What were some of your it favorite surprised things? Surprised me. Two two things really surprised me in terms of like deviations that were really positive. One is that Mario games have a lot in a lot of ways, especially in the early levels, feel like just really mechanically good platforming whereas when i played donkey kong country that game felt like i was on a journey more or less like i was actually traversing somewhere and didn't have that more and i don't mean mechanical in a, in a negative way mario is a very finely tuned platform which makes it really good this is a different kind of platform because it's more journey based so it kind of took that element from donkey kong country of having this like journey based level design and matching that with I mean, more Mario-like characters, even though it has a different art style applied to it. So I liked that kind of journey aspect to each level. It made each level exciting and kind of made it each one told its own story in a way that I don't necessarily see in most Mario games. Um, but the thing that surprised me the most is the boss battles. The boss battles are surprisingly fantastic. I'd go as far as to say my favorite boss battles in a 2D Mario game that I can recall right now. They're some of the... That's one of my favorite things about this game is that it is unique. You don't have the Koopalings as the bosses for every single thing. And mm -hmm. the, the trick to killing them is not always just jump on their head three times like it is in almost every It's almost Mario never game. that. Right. It's They are completely yeah. unique monsters that we've never seen before in any other game for the most part. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, yeah, it's some kind of puzzle where like, oh, you got to throw eggs at the floor and make the ground disappear. Or you've got to... Dodges mm -hmm. attacks and then push the flower pot off into the lava and all this kind of stuff. It's a really, really cool, clever mechanics and enemies that we've never really seen before, which is really exciting for me. With the first boss, I was thinking, oh, every boss is basically just going to come down to shoot eggs at it. And the first few bosses are that. But then you get to, like, the the ghost boss. Uh, I guess it's like a ghost where you, like, throw the egg and it pushes its body, like, inwards to get to its heart. Yeah. And then once you push it deep enough, you can actually hit its heart. Like, things like that. That was really clever. My favorite was, um, even though we said there's no big Koopaling, the big Koopaling character who you have to hit in the head over and over again. So he falls over and you jump on top. Like, really fun mechanics where I feel like I solved something and figured something out. It's almost kind of puzzly when you get to the bosses. That, to me, was the biggest standout. It was fantastic. Yeah. I, I also really enjoyed the, the final boss battle with baby Bowser and then growing up in a big Bowser mm -hmm. and you have to throw the eggs into the distance. Like it took me a while to realize that, oh, the further away he is, I have to aim my thing differently because this is the first time you're throwing into the picture rather than across the picture. Yeah. So it was like that in itself was a brand new mechanic. Uh, yeah, at that, that really moment cool. initially i thought that they were going to do like a on rails kind of like run away from baby, uh, baby bowser as he throws things at you so I started to run and i'm like i can't run <laughs> i can't go that way what am i supposed to do and then i figured out you had to throw forward yeah yeah i was um i was not as high on this game as i thought i was going to be and i one is because i thought i had played it before and i loved it as a kid but i guess i loved the first <laughs> few levels but <laughs> um no, going into it, there were a couple of things that I really enjoyed. We've talked about like the boss battles. Um, I like the non-traditional health meter. Like it's it's not necessarily mm -hmm. you get as many like a certain amount of hits and then you're dead or you lose your coins. It's it's Mario crying. You have ten seconds to save him. 
Wait, um, Mario cried? I just rewound. I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. He never did that. Yeah, so that I liked that aspect to it. Um, and I really liked the... Uh, oh, the egg-throwing mechanic. So I'm trying to make sense of my notes that I wrote really quickly. The egg-throwing mechanic was obviously <laughs> core gameplay, and it was new and refreshing, and it was something I hadn't done in a Mario game before, which was really fun. But I feel like the the game has a ton of collectibles. And the Yoshi games, since this game, have become mostly collectathons. Like, they're more accessible. Like, we just read earlier in, like, the history and the making mm-hmm. of the game. They want to make something more accessible. But if you want to collect everything there is in the game, they're actually kind of really it's difficult. Hard. Yeah. And I found that to be the same case here, too. Like, if you try to get every flower and every red coin, uh, it's, it's going to be really tough. And try to make it to the end with 30 stars and 100% each level. It's going to... It's going to be really difficult to do. But my problem, which was a similar problem that I had with Zelda Breath of the Wild, was that there wasn't really a reward for doing any of those things. If you got all of that for every single level and you explored everything and got all of the stuff, then yeah, you do unlock Secret World and you can do Secret World, which are really hard levels. But what I found really engaging about Super Mario World 1, the original one, was that there were constantly things, secrets that you could find, like secret exits that would lead you to a different course that you didn't even know was part of the map. Or you would hit a button in one area that would then unlock blocks and different paths in everything else around the world. I also felt like that game felt more cohesive as well. Like the worlds felt like there was a common theme and thread to all of them. There was a mechanic that you used through every level in World 2 or something like that. Or they all had similar enemies and, and aesthetics. But I felt like this one more so felt a little bit more disconnected and they weren't quite as thematically connected. Um, And then the last bad thing I have to say about it that I didn't really enjoy was the power-ups. In Mario games, we're used to getting like Fire Flower and the Cape and all these kind of things. And in this one, you got... Every once in a while, you found a watermelon that lets you spit seeds or like spit fire for a couple of times. Yeah, I was about to say, are there power ups? But yeah, the seed—I totally even forgot about the watermelon yeah. seeds. And then the vehicles—they weren't even really that useful. Even when I got the watermelon seeds, it wasn't that useful. Right. Uh, and then the, the vehicles, like turning into a helicopter or the digging thing or the submarine—like those things to me weren't fun. They were really lame. They were only in scripted moments. You couldn't like find a cape in Mario World and use it wherever you want. But in this one, it's like. You have 20 seconds to use this helicopter, and you specifically have to go from here to here and hit this block. Um, so I felt like those were really kind of lame, and I missed that a lot. I missed getting extra powers and being able to change up my gameplay style based on that. But all in all, I did have a good time with it. I just didn't feel the need to explore it all or really get... I was I was playing this game to get to the end, and I was playing each level to get to the end of the level, not to explore and find hidden secrets and, all that, and get all the collectibles like I normally would a Mario game. Mm-hmm. I I did like the exploration aspects to it, but you're right that there's not that sense of reward unless you get everything, and that's so hard to do that I didn't as I just like you I didn't kind of find that worthwhile either. But it was kind of nice to have the, like, oh, off the beaten path was a couple of little, like, thing they're going to show me. But if it got too hard, then I wouldn't get involved in it. Like, there were some parts where, like, all right, there's the piranha plants. But in this one, there's, like, the piranha plant that can take three hits and it's green instead. And when those things were, like, around in a ton of places, like, I, I could just give up. It was way too hard. Yeah. Um, I found those ones very, very frustrating. So, yeah, that definitely, like, hindered exploration in a lot of ways. And, was, and that kind of makes sense, too, because I was thinking about how I'm playing Yoshi's Crafted World, or at least was earlier this year, or 
Twisted Flipped, whatever it's called on Switch. I can't remember what it's called on Switch. Flipped? But something? I don't know. Flipped, yeah. Um, that game's so easy. It's unbelievably easy. And like, I feel like the challenge never really ramps up that much. It's just kind of always very easy. And I feel like that makes the exploration more fun because it's more of a calm kind of casual experience. Whereas this, I personally found harder than a lot of other Mario games. I was very surprised to hear you say it was accessible or designing more accessible because it felt harder to me at times than past Mario games I have played. So that that's interesting. Cause I think I probably would have agreed with you had I like not the used Yoshi. the rewind feature. But because the rewind yeah, feature is th- on the new stuff, yeah. You're absolutely right, yeah. Um, I feel like when I use the rewind feature... It's, it's like a reminder of like I would have died and I would have had to have gone to the beginning and restarted this whole level again, or at least where that that ring was. Right. Um. So yeah, I feel like if I didn't use that, it would have been extremely difficult, like really surprisingly difficult. Actually, there's just so much going on at once. The Yoshi game seemed to have gotten easier over time, so exploration kind of became more of the focus. It seems like, and that difficulty was just almost taken out completely. Yeah, that's definitely the like the theme of Yoshi games now is. Easy platforming for fun and kids like it. It's a fun green dinosaur. Baby game for babies. Baby video game for babies. Uh, we've <laughs> talked a lot about bosses. Were there any of your other any other bosses of note that you wanted to talk about? Absolutely. Uh, I think it was World Five, the boss that is very galaxy inspired, where you're walking around the circle and you have to do the ground pound. I'm like, yeah. that, I'm pretty sure, I haven't played Galaxy, so correct me if I'm wrong, I think that is a boss in Mario Galaxy, or something extremely similar to that. There, yeah, there's just something in 3D very instead. similar, yeah. So that was kind of cool to see, and I'm like, oh yeah, that must have been where they got that from. Uh, that was really cool. Um, what was the other one? The um, That boss in particular, a... before we move on from it, that yeah, yeah. the Blackbird boss and things like that, that was actually a, a boss in super mario rpg and there were there are actually a few characters in this game that i saw in super mario rpg that i just assumed oh these were made up for super mario rpg i've never seen this in the mario universe before but then i was playing this game and i saw that boss I was like holy shit he's he's birdo or he's not birdo he's uh the boss in the cloud kingdom and i was like oh he was from this game he actually made an appearance in the super mario universe but he wasn't just some original character square created that was fun you were going to mention See, another boss. When did Mario RPG come out? I think it was 97. Okay, so it was after. Okay. I was thinking, didn't it come out before? No, you're right. Um, who's the boss I was thinking of? No, 97 there was, was one. The, was the N64. I'm looking it up. Yeah, go for it. 1996. I can't. There's a boss I liked the concept of, but I didn't find super difficult. And it was in, I think it was the final level. Where you're in an auto scroll with the boss kind of chasing behind you, like the he looks like the like um what's it called? He's like a, basically a big ball with spikes on him. He's gold, and he's following behind you in a lava area. It was like auto scrolling. Oh yeah, he was he was actually just part of a level. It wasn't even a boss. Yeah, he's part of a level, but he was still a boss basically. Um, he was I think he was right before Bowser. Or yeah, it was Bowser. part of I think Bowser's castle. Yeah, yeah. You just yeah. have to keep throwing um, eggs to keep him further and further away from you as a level slowly scrolls i liked that a lot because it had this kind of pressure of the normal auto scroll but something kind of keeping you from getting too close behind as well as opposed to just getting too far ahead i liked that that was cool um i know it's kind of hard to pick because like every, almost every boss in this game 
was really entertaining in its own right. Yeah, I had a, I had a great time. I think you you start out the very first boss that you see is just a big old giant ball of blubber, and you're making him lose his <laughs> pants until he gets really embarrassed because he dropped his underwear and now he has to run away. Like that's all of these were just really great, creative, funny, cute bosses, and I loved it. Uh, that's pretty much all I have to say about the game. I had a good time with it. There's some things that I think keep it from being a Super Mario World-esque game or kind of on that caliber for me. But I definitely recommend everyone else play it for sure. Anything else you want to say before we wrap up? No. I mean, the boss is the big highlight. I think that's the biggest reason to play it because it's the biggest downfall of so many other Mario games that to see that as a highlight here was surprising. Nice. Uh, shout out to Dallas in the chat. He ran a campaign and uh, it paid off because I believe our game for next month for May is the Order 1886. Everyone over at Patreon.com slash Respawn Aim Fire. Oh, yeah. Suck my butt. We have a, a response from yeah. Alex Cozina as well. Yeah. Would you read that? All up right. For us? So Alex emailed us. He said, Hey, Respawn Aim Fire crew. Alexander Cozina here with my thoughts on Yoshi's Island, or rather, Yoshi's Island First World, because full disclosure, I couldn't get into Yoshi's Island. I'm a huge fan of much of Nintendo's first-party output on the Super Nintendo, but for whatever reason, Yoshi's Island always passed me by, and upon giving it an honest attempt this month, I found myself uninterested in going past the first world. I think that visually and presentation-wise, the game is phenomenal, and that controlling Yoshi feels especially good, but something about the nature of the levels themselves, their um, labyrinthian, overly complicated nature turned me off from going much past its opening hours. I will say, however, that as a huge fan of the Paper Mario series, it was really enlightening to discover that quite a number of former series enemies actually made their debut in this game, like Crazy Daisies, the, um, the humanoid flower enemies. Also, side note... I found it kind of weird how much text there was at the beginning of the game. This wasn't a positive or negative for me. I just found it kind of odd that a game with such a distinctly childlike aesthetic was so wordy. Cheers. I think I would agree wholeheartedly with you, Alex. When I played the first world, that was the, that was what got me in the mindset of like, okay, I'm playing this game to beat the game. I'm not playing this game to explore or anything like that. And then as I kind of came across boss by boss, I was like, oh, this is actually kind of charming and fun and i'm enjoying it but yeah i could definitely see how in the first world you could see it and be like oh this isn't quite for me speaking of text like yeah there was a ton of text for how little story there actually was in this entire game <laughs> and also to have it close out with a, a shockingly little amount of text where it's the text is like three sentences it's like yeah the twins got together and the the stork was freed and all right we bye, saw everyone. the most Thanks of mario game, and luigi's parents that we will ever see probably we know they have feet we know that they have white people hands at least <laughs> 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 that's about all we know and they were maybe wearing nightgowns mm -hmm. um and yeah, then so, later on before becoming adults they rode in mario kart competitions as baby did. and Baby Luigi, Baby Mario. In some Very kind of like cross-dimensional competition because they're riding right alongside adult versions of themselves as well with full-grown mustaches. <laughs> um, wonderful. That's it. 1886, The Order, PS4, is our game of the month for May. Everyone go download that, play it. 
I've played it before. I think it was horribly underrated, so I think more people should play it. Um, Holden, this will be your first time playing it? Question mark? Yep. Dope, mm-hmm. dope, dope. That's it, everybody. Thanks for watching. Tune in to our regular show on Tuesday's pre-recorded version or Sunday nights if you uh, want to watch us live here on twitch.tv slash affableidiots. Smooches! Boom. <laughs>